0: All right, if you have your Bibles, and Brother Nick's done told me to stick right here because I have blown up the other one, I guess. <laughs> it no work. Galatians 5.22, as we continue our study on the fruits of the Holy Spirit of God. We understand and we know we need to be producing Hey, share it. God's freely given it to us, and we need to be willing to share it with others. Hello? That's my fault. Don't you know I do the bulletin? And more than likely, hey, that's what I told her. You should know where it is. <laughs> I said, what did I say? Let's start over. Everybody should be on page 1102. <laughs> That's closing. Hey, Galatians 5.22, that's what I said, right, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law father thank you for your holy word thank you we're not bound by the law but we're bound to be led and want to be led by the spirit of god to speak to our hearts lord exactly how we need to handle peace and long suffering and patience in jesus name amen long suffering patience is not overreacting unless somebody knocks their tea over and it's headed your way then you can overreact jump up do something but a lot of times that always embarrasses and I, hey i have known younguns to get a whipping because they turned their milk over i've turned mine over as an adult a pastor had been asked to come and take lunch, dinner, with a church family. And the mother had done told the younguns, be on your best behavior. Don't let, I won't jerk you up, but don't let me look at you. Well, everybody's on their P's and Q's. They want to do it just right. The pastor's coming. They're sitting there eating. And before you know it, the little guy hit and knocks his tea over. His mother just cranes, and he, he just turned blood red. Well, a pastor noticed that. So you know what the pastor did? He knocked his tea over. <laughs> Sometimes that helps. You know, you don't want, we don't want people to be by their self in, in going through these tough times and even down to knocking a drink over. Um, I love little children. I love what they have to say when you ask them. Maybe it's something about the home life. They will tell you all about their home life. So we need to make sure our home life is in good shape because the children don't mind telling it. Patience. When something's lost and you can't find it, and you know good and well, you put it right there. Somebody's moved it. Well, in our household now, there's only two of us. (laughs) And most of the time, I know good and well, I put it right there. But I really didn't. (laughs) I really didn't. (laughs) And Lambs a grunting over here, but she does the same thing. I know good and well. You know, right now we're hunting a frying pan and we're hunting a a good high dollar sharp knife and a pair of scissors. And I've used all three of them. I can't remember what I did with them if I'd done it. But she's having patience, you know. She hasn't said a whole lot except that knife was expensive. (laughs) Of course, it don't cost me anything to live there. You know, I'm just riding free. (laughs) I'm enjoying her patience with me. Well, patience is having time to wait. Here lately, it seems like, uh, you know, I get in these lines that are running behind. And when you finally get to the whatever, they say, I'm so sorry you had to wait. And I, I tried to learn to say this. I said, don't worry about it, baby. It's okay. If I was in a hurry, I should have gotten here earlier. I should have gotten up earlier. You know, we don't make plans for breakdowns, do we? (laughs) No, We don't make plans for detours either. Flying down the highway and all of a sudden, road closed. We throw a fit. What for? And I'm always this way. I want to go around the barrier and just see if it really is closed, you know. (laughs) Wet paint over here, don't walk by this wall. I want to walk by it anyhow and just just tap it just a little bit. You know, I can't wait for it to get dry. I want it now. Sitting in the doctor's office. An appointment doesn't mean but one thing. You will get in. You will get in. Dr. Junior Hill said, don't come by my church going nowhere. You understand? You will get out whenever. Whenever. But we don't have a lot of patience. Hey, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, I'm in a hurry. I come up on a Sunday afternoon driver. There's always a double yellow line. Who put that there? I can see a half a mile down yonder. And then Lynn, bless her heart. Most of the time, she's riding shotgun. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And last evening, I was so sleepy, you know, I didn't realize I was sleepy. She says, hey, are you okay? I said, sure I am. She said, well, you're weaving in the road. (laughs) I didn't make a comment. I was guilty. It's amazing. We're riding along, you know, with these new cars today have two mirrors, by the way. You know, you got one on each door. I, I I see her constantly. She's peeping in that mirror. You know what she's looking for? See if there's anybody behind who's in a bigger hurry than I am. <laughs> and she'll say, well, you could at least drive the speed limit. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't always know the speed limit, you know. <laughs> and then she'll say sometime, you're going to get stopped. I said, well, if he does, I'm going to tell him, man, I'm on my way to church, and you holding me up. <laughs> Stopped this preacher, and he said, sir, what, you, what are you speeding for? He said, well, I'm just running with the traffic out here. And the highway patrol looked down the road, went up the road. He said, sir, I don't see a soul. He said, I ought to tell you how far I am behind. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm a losing ground here. And Brother Jeff knows, you, you make your plans for the day. You've got hospital visits and rest home visits. And why in the world they pick a certain time to take a bath, I do not know. <laughs> but I've been at the hospital, you know, hey, you waiting on a bath? <laughs> they'll get to you after a while. <laughs> or have a nurse say, your pastors out here always listen to see what they're going to say. Oh, don't let him in yet. <laughs> Well, patience, you know, through this study, I can tell you now, and liz has been telling me for years you don't have any, and the more I've studied this, the more I realize I don't. When you call somebody and they they answer the line and you say, I need to speak to so-and-so, can you hold on? Yes, I can. Well, well, looks like to me they'd know I'm on the line. So I've got to where, hey, I asked for a face for a specific person, and to tell that specific person, Kitty Owen is on the line, like that's gonna get it done, okay? <laughs> well, I'm thankful to my God that he knows when I'm on the line, okay? He don't put me on hold. He don't have an appointment set up for me. It's always, <clears throat> excuse me, he is always available. So let's look at this uh fourth fruit of the Spirit called patience. Webster says, not being hasty. And you know, we all get hasty, don't we? In a rush and in a run. But first of all, I, I want us to look at this, uh, this thing in three ways. Temptation, troubles, and trials. We need patience in all three. First of all, the patience and Temptation. Okay? Reason for the temptation. Well, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, says, be patient when you are tempted. God knows how much you can bear, how much you can stand. And someone said, I think God's overrated me. Well, I don't think so. He knows about his youngins. You know, we have children. We know how to treat. Our children, okay? Now we've got grand younguns, and you got to be careful how you treat the grand younguns. You know, some of them, some of them, you just point your finger and they go to cry. Oh, you know, are you okay? No. What happened? I oh, don't know. Just crying. <laughs> this child was crying. I mean, it, it was it was crying. It might have been two to three years old. I mean, just squalling the eyes out. And the mama's doing all he can. Well, I knew them, okay? I wouldn't do it to somebody, didn't know. I knew them. And she's doing everything. It's just a squalling. And turns around, looks at me, and I went, <coughs> oh, oh, oh. That child shut up right then and looked at me and looked at his mama. And his mama said, See how you look? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if you need somebody to cry, I mean, I can turn it on or turn it off. You know, we have people who are like that. <laughs> just turn on the crying and think everybody's going to bow down. Well, you know, don't bow down to me if I start crying. I'm just trying to head somebody else off and help them out. But God's not going to put more on us than we can handle, He knows what we can handle. So, and that's a reason for temptation to strengthen us. You know, when we go through stuff, we don't know what's ahead, but God does. And he prepares us along the way through a reason for temptation. Then there's the result of temptation. In James 1, chapter 1, uh, verses 2, it says, Count it all joy when you fall into different trials and, and temptations. Count it a joy. Someone said, I don't know why I'm having so much trouble. The devil's just on me. I said, well, you can be thankful of one thing. You're not on his side because if you was on his side, he wouldn't be bothering you. So you know you're on the right side when the devil keeps throwing temptations at you. You see, God don't tempt us, y'all. He tests us, right? Okay. Reason, result, but it's also the release from temptation. In 2 Peter 2, 9. He knows how to deliver the godly from temptation. And see, listen, as we live godly lives, God will help us through the temptation. I'm thinking of David in the Bible. When he saw Bathsheba taking a bath, he was tempted. Okay, I want that. Well, if he just said, Lord just blind me from this don't let me go God would have been right there but he didn't even offer up a, an explanation of Lord help me he says to his servants find out who she is and tell her to get in here to my chamber hey and that's what happened there was no, no fight going on there between his spirit or the God's spirit and the devil's spirit he just gave in um you know, there's also some rewards in temptation. In James 1, 12 says, After we have been tried, He will reward us. Not only are our rewards are waiting in heaven, but He rewards us openly here. And I've heard people say, well, how in this world did you get through that? It's by God. It's by His leadership. It's by His power, by His might, we can make it through. Well, not only patience in temptation, but as we think of this fruit of the spirit of patience and long-suffering, there's also patience in troubles. Uh, Some folks say never have no trouble. I say it this way, just keep on living. You will have. Sooner or later, you will have troubles. Because they're out there. Sometimes we can't avoid those uh, troubles Let's look at what the Bible says to have, being having patience and troubles. First of all, we've got to deal with our attitude, okay? Our attitude. What, what is our attitude? If you, if you were to measure our attitude to, to compared to our temperature, sometimes our attitude is way too, too bad. It's way out of proportion. And sometimes it might be real low-key. But in Romans 12, 12, it says, being patient during tribulation, listen, is one of the hardest things to practice, being patient during tribulation. How in the world do you handle that? You see, God doesn't always deliver us from trouble. Three Hebrew children. He didn't deliver them out of that fiery furnace. They had to go in it. But he went in there with them. I love what the old king said. Hey, I thought we put three in there. We did? Well, it looks like to me there's a fourth one in there. And I love what he said. But he looks like the Son of God. You better believe it, sister and brother. He was the Son of God in there with the three Hebrew children. I'm telling you. And they came out. They didn't bend, they didn't bow, and thank God they didn't burn. Hey, and God delivered them, and God will deliver you, and he will deliver me. Listen, if I am faithful to God through his word and through praying and living before him in this world, he is obligated <coughs> Excuse me, to bless me. Same way with our church crowd, our church family, if we're faithful to God. I'm thankful for you all being here tonight. Faithfulness, reading his word, praying, seeking his will. And God knows, Len and I, we, we, we pray, pray, pray uh, uh, that God's will be done here. Lord, if I'm in the way, get me out of the way. I want to be, be a part of God's way, but I don't want to be in the way to the point that, hey, he's going to have to remove this candlestick, okay? I don't want to be that part in the way. I want to be a part of his way in helping the cause of Jesus Christ. Well, not only our attitude, but as we think about patience and troubles, how, the effect of it. What's the effect going to be here? That's what people like to know Hebrews ten thirty six. All needs patience in times of trouble. And what it says is patience. For ye have need of patience. And God knows the people we have to deal with. We need patience. Not only there's pastors and deacons and teachers, all of us, those of you who work a public job, you know yourself, you need patience. No business is any stronger than its workers. No church is any stronger than the people who are faithful to God. And those who are faithful to God, God's going to reward that faithfulness He's going to reward that patience that we put forth. So it's our attitude. It's the effect that's going to take place. But it's also, there's an answer in in Psalm 40 verse 1. Notice the psalmist waits patiently on the Lord. He was in no hurry. Isaiah 40 31 says, But they that wait, but they that have patience on the Lord and with the Lord, He's going to cause us to have wings like eagles. We're going to mount up. We're going to be able to run and, and not get weary. We, we're going to be able to endure and not faint. He's promised that. I mean, it's not what I say. It's what the Word of God says. And to me, this patience thing, I've got to rely on the Word of God. Lord, how do I handle this? How do I handle this bunch of people? Can you imagine Moses for 40 years going through the wilderness with this bunch of Israelites. Some of them were, was one acting like they were following God. And some acting like they wasn't. And some was halfway. And every day he had to listen. Can you imagine the patience that God gave Moses? I can't imagine. Well, let's look at the last thing. We're talking about patience not only in and temptation and, and troubles but what about our trials you say well is there any difference in troubles and trials well according to scripture there is patience and trials first of all the work of patience James chapter 4 verse 1 says we are to allow patience to have I love what it says her perfect work okay man is that what we are supposed to do with her let her have her perfect work well Lynn and I we're we old enough now and and we've been married long enough now we know where each other's boundaries are okay but the bible says let her have her perfect work patience will produce perfect work if we go by it but sometimes we don't want to go by it Hey. I guess that's why a man invented a, a, a microwave, and it's hot and it's now and it's ready. Okay, but I tell you, I love stuff that comes out of the crock pot. <laughs> it just tastes better. It takes longer, but it tastes better. You know, hey, patience. We need to endure. We we don't need to get in such a hurry. Okay. Hey, it's been a while coming, and again, I thank Brother Dean for his patience to endure with us until God give us a man. Okay, okay. Now everybody's wondering what's going to happen, what we're going to do. Well, Lord willing, hopefully through patience, through time, through giving, through praying, we're going to do something here. But it's coming, but we, it's going to take time, and we're going to have to have patience we have to have to patience with one another. You know, someone made mention about our beer and building steering committee. So-and-so don't know a thing about building. Well, hey, the church selected. Now, we have got to trust them like we trusted the personnel committee to bring to the floor what they suggest that we need, and then we'll get on board and move forward with it. It's not going to be a microwave deal. It's going to be a, a crop pot deal. And that's got nothing to do with who's on there. Okay, crock pots, (laughs) crack pots. (laughs) Got nothing to do with who's on there. We're just going to have to work together. You know, y'all have had patience with me. God knows, only God knows how much patience y'all have had with me. I mean, you called me out of my retirement. You called me away from what I was living But I didn't know I could turn around and re-love the other way. It's amazing to me uh, what God is doing. Well, patience in a trial. Work of patience. But secondly, listen. Waiting in patience. Waiting. Um, Listen, God God allows us to have um, his will and his way. Uh, through these trials, and, and not only the work working through it, but waiting through it. James 5, 7, listen to what he says. Be patient, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Now some people will say, well, we get this paid off, what well, we won't do anything this far." I mean, the Lord's coming, and we're going to be ready for him. What do we need all this space for? For those who may come between now and the time Jesus comes. Hey, we don't know when he's coming. Our own Jesus don't even know when he's coming. Only by God, only by the Father do, does, does he know when he's going to send his son back to get to church. But I don't want people showing up here on Sunday morning and can't get in and no place to worship and crowd out, the Spirit of God. Okay? So we, we're going to have to wait and we're going to have to work through it. Um. Trials will end when he appears. Troubles, trials, and tribulations. They will end when he appears for the Christian. okay. For the lost person, they're going to continue to have troubles, trials, and tribulations. But for us as the same people, when Jesus comes, it's going to be over with, my friend. And we'll go home to be with him. Well, we're talking about patience in trials. Uh, Not not only do we work in these patience and we we wait in these patience, but last of all, the way of patience. Now, excuse me, in Psalm 37, uh, 7, it says, God is never late. Hey, I'm glad he's never late. He's always right on time. The verse says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently For him. So I thought about the word rest. What am I supposed to do? If I am resting in the Lord, I think we need to relax in the Lord, okay? He wants us to have some relaxed time. I didn't say quit, I didn't say give up. I'm talking relaxing. Because if we're in a tight and we're in a strain, then, hey, our patience runs real thin. So we need to relax. When we think about resting in the Lord, I think we need to relax in the Lord. I think as we're relaxing, using the word rest, we still need to be enthusiastic about what God is doing here. Again, it's amazing to me how, how quickly, I say quickly, it has been quickly, three years that our debt has dwindled down to where it is through people. Hey, relaxing the billfold. (laughs) Hello. You keep it tight, can't nothing fall out of it. (laughs) Lynn, sometimes I say, I need a few dollars. Where's your billfold? I don't mind her going. She knows it. She can get her hands on it anytime she wants to. But I say, please be careful. Now, don't let my stuff fall out. Not that there's that much money in there, but there's a lot of stuff in there. If, he, if it falls out, it becomes disrupted, and I can't locate it. But we need to be enthusiastic as we relax our billfold to let the money flow out. I told you this several months ago. We've already got the money to pay off our building. Where is it? It's in your and my pocket. So we need to relax and be enthusiastic about what God is doing here. He's sending us new people. (laughs) This sent us a new staff member and the whole family. I mean, hey, we don't do a thing but stand gain here if we'll continue to have patience with one another and work together in this thing. So as we rest, we need to relax. We need to be enthusiastic. But we also need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Now, you know, we pray. We pray that the Holy Spirit will make his presence known to us. And I want him to. Hey, when I'm reading his word and trying to work on a sermon, I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. You see... I forget the I forget the professor's name now if I if I called his name Ed Bryson. Not Ed Bryson. Uh He was a teacher at Southwestern, I think. But anyway, he, he wrote a book, Preaching to Meeting People's Needs. And I sat under his leadership, and he said, You guys probably wonder, how in the world can you select a sermon to preach to several people at one time, and every one of them feel the Spirit of God? That's nothing but the Spirit of God, preaching to meet people's needs. If we preach the Word, it'll fall on everybody it's supposed to fall on. Hello? Being sensitive to the Spirit of God. Now, not only should we be, sp- be sensitive to the Spirit of God, we need to be sensitive to the needs of others. You know, we don't need to get, excuse me, we don't need to get our building program out there so far that we forget the needs of our flock, our people, Okay? If we tie all of our money up in the building and one of our families loses a house by fire or loses a job, are we going to say, well, you know, if we weren't in this building program, we could help you. What a sad state that's going to place us in. So we not only need to be sensitive to the spirit of God as he leads us, but we need to be sensitive to the needs of others. So as we rest in the Lord, we need to relax. We need to be enthusiastic. We need to be sensitive. And then above all, as we rest in the Lord, we need to trust Him. We need to trust Him. Now, as we're resting in the Lord, um, it has to do not only with trusting, but it has to do with our testimony. Our testimony. You know, that's the only thing I got, is my word. If I lose my word, if my word gets out of place... I'm over with. I'm done with. I'm cooked goose. And the devil will see to it if we allow him that we lose our testimony. You see, we only have one time to walk through this life. And our character, our testimony follows us. Someone asked about work one time. said, how you get all this work? I said, well, my, my work follows me. Okay? My preaching follows me. Um, I forget names, especially when they've been over 20 years ago. But I did a funeral. After the funeral, this elderly, elderly couple walks up. And they said, do you remember us? Well, I looked in his face, and I looked in her face. I said, I am sorry. I said, I remember y'all's faces, but the names, I'm sorry. She says... Over 20 years ago, you married us. And said, in the counseling session, she called her husband's name. Said, you led him to Jesus. Said, we still in church. We still married. We still happy. You know, that just does something for an individual. Your name, your testimony, your word follows you. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. He's coming. Might not be tomorrow. Might not be next week or next month. But he's coming. I guarantee you, according to this right here, he's coming. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I I, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you so much when he speaks to our heart gives us peace that passeth all understanding. Lord, we do. In the life of our church, family, we do want to rest in you and have patience with you as we wait for your return. But if we wait for your return, Lord, help us to be about your business because without your business, we're not going to have any business. Father, just touch our hearts now and speak to our people. In Jesus' name, amen.